Good evening. I'm excited to stop by here this afternoon and just make a very simple conversation. Alright, so uh, I expect people to join us now, but just get teaching because I'm posting this right afterwards. And it's just going to be a blessing to everybody who joins. Alright, so uh, you know, I, I just want to share a very simple word, very simple word, and encourage your heart today uh, that it's possible. Alright, what is possible? The dream is possible. Uh, what you want to go for in terms of relationship or marriage is possible. Alright, I know that there, 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 there may have been so many discouraging factors to uh, your dream uh, desire for marriage or relationship. I'm going to say a few things about that. You know, some of us have already failed at, at it or had bad experiences with relationship or even with marriage. Alright, so all of that has happened already. Uh, but what do you do when things have already happened or it looks like you are not qualified, you know, to enjoy the best of life? What you do is to retain the possibility in your heart. Because for a lot of people, the reason they will not attain the kind of marriage that they desire or the kind of relationship that they desire is because they have lost the possibility in their heart. Alright, so one of the first ways you preserve the dream that you have regarding relationship and marriage is to retain the possibility in your heart. Alright, it's possible. It's not just uh, it's not just it's, it's not something for the fairy tales or something for movies or no, it's something that's real. Alright, like I wrote in our book today towards part uh, in the first chapter, not all marriages are failing. Alright, so you need to first of all retain the possibility in your heart that this is real, this is true, and it's attainable. And not just attainable, attained by people. I mean, attained by human beings like you and I. People of like passion. You know, when the Bible begins to speak of Elijah, it speaks of him as a man of like passion, but who said there should be no rain three and a half years and there was no rain? Alright, why did he emphasize the being of a man of like passion? The emphasis on the man of like passion is to say, you know what, you don't have to be any special, you know, to be able to be this, so that a human being like you, alright, this is one of the possibilities that I take away when I see people with strength in areas that I need strength, or strength in areas that I'm weak, or strength in areas that I fail. When it comes to marriage, you must retain in your heart, alright, you must retain in your heart the possibility, alright, that possibility mindset that this is attainable because for a lot of people the danger is they already treat issues of relationship and marriage like something that is not attainable or something that is too hard to attain you must first of all retain the possibility because until you retain the possibility you will not gravitate towards it all right so you must retain the possibility in your mind and one of the things you must do in retaining the possibility is you look at people who make the dream possible you need to look at people who make the dream possible. You know, there's so much bad news in the world. People just feel that everything that goes on is bad. It's not everything that goes on that's bad. Not everybody is failing. Not everybody is going down. And even if you find yourself in a place where it looks like you are going down, you know, you need to look at your brethren and people who are making success of what you want to be. Alright, so you need to put pictures before you. You need to put the right examples before you to give you the right motivation. 
So you have too many people bothered about the wrong motivation. You have too many people following all the wrong blogs. You have too many people following all the wrong pages, reading all the nonsense out there about marriage and relationship. No, you don't have to feed yourself fat with bad news. All right, because every time you feed yourself fat with bad news, what happens is you lose the capacity to pursue your own dream. Your dream is not just possible, it's a reality waiting for you to take it. Alright, so one of the things you need to do is to protect your consciousness. You must protect your consciousness. Until you protect your consciousness, you cannot get to the dream. Alright, so I prefer to talk about people who have been married for 40 years, 50 years, 52 years, 30 years, 35 years, even 10 years. I prefer to celebrate people who have loved on themselves for the last 5 years. I don't want to talk about the people who, who are in crisis. Alright, they need help, they need prayer, they need intercession. They don't need my focus. Alright, but you know, a lot of times people don't even realize that bad news makes news does not mean I should focus on it. Alright, so the dream is possible, but you need to first of all help yourself. Because some of us are poised to fail in relationships because our possibilities are thwarted. Our sense of possibility is tampered with. Alright, and the moment your sense of possibility is tampered with, what happens is you begin to lose steam to pursue it. Alright, let me quickly say this to you. God has great intentions for you. You know, the Bible says, my thoughts for you are thoughts of good, not of evil, to bring you to an expected end. Alright, that's his intention for you. Now, something very amazing happened um, in 2 Kings chapter 7. Something so amazing happened. Alright, so I'm just going to read it and tie that up with the conversation this afternoon uh, and, and close this very quick session. Second Kings chapter 7, something, something spectacular happened. Then Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Now, this is not the word of man, this is the word of the Lord. Alright, now come with me in perspective. Hear the word of the Lord, thus say the Lord, tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gates of Samaria. I mean, this looked impossible. This is like speaking to some of us who have been from broken homes or have seen broken marriages or have even been through broken experiences and tell you that there's a dream that is so possible, not just possible, but it's just going to happen tomorrow. You know, it's like saying to some single people who have been so single and so bothered that uh, by this time tomorrow, you'll be in a relationship and the person is like, actually, stop, stop playing with me. Stop joking with me, like, please, please don't mock me. If you want to mock me this afternoon, just say something else. Alright, so Elijah was saying something that seemed impossible. Alright, but this is how God approaches us. Because when God begins to speak, He begins to speak our possibility, not our place. Not in, in terms of our current place. He begins to speak our possibility. He begins to speak our dream. He begins to tell you of what is coming. He begins to tell you of the union you would have, the kind of home you would have. And you say to me, actually, God doesn't even know how weak I am. God doesn't know how much I've failed. He doesn't know how many relationships I've not had go well. Or you can't even remember the last time a man asked me out. He says, shh, by this time tomorrow. By this time tomorrow. See, you must retain the possibility based on what God thinks. See, if you want to look at circumstances of life, you're already finished. I mean, you don't even have to think far. Alright, sometimes circumstances come in a way that... Uh, it just messes up your thinking. So you need to go back to what God is saying. Absolutely. So was the circumstance bad? Yeah, it was. It's just like saying, actually, I've not seen one marriage fail uh, succeed around me. But he said, by this time tomorrow. It's just like saying, you know what? You don't even know where I'm coming from. 
See, God is not bothered with where you're coming from because he's too focused on where he's taking you to. I need to repeat that. God is not bothered with where you're coming from because he's too focused on where he's taking you to. Alright, so there's a life ahead of you. There's a possibility he's painting. So the prophet begins to speak of tomorrow. Alright, the prophet was not even speaking of two years time, three years time. No, he said tomorrow. By this time, tomorrow. Alright, so we need to become acquainted with what God is saying concerning us. Because until you are focused on what God is saying and look at the examples of those who have attained what God is saying, you will lose steam to get there. Alright, then what goes on in verse 2, 2 Kings 7, it says, Then a Lord whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God. Now, this is, this is so symbolic and this is so powerful and you need to see it. Alright, this is even a man on whom the king leans. That means he's a connected person. See, it doesn't matter who doesn't see the future that God has called you to. It doesn't matter who doesn't believe in the kind of marital destiny God has for you. For instance, some of your exes have told you things that are unimaginable, abusive things, things that crushed your spirit. Or you failed in relationship, failed in marriage, and it looks like, no, it's never going to be possible. I came to tell you, like I said one other time when I did a video, I'm from a broken home, but not in a broken marriage. Why? There's a grace of God that takes you to the dream of God for you. Alright, that's where your focus must be. For some of us, there's no demon in the village. The problem is our focus. We have not been able to focus so strongly on what God has called us to do. Or what God has called us as the dream. Alright, so this very powerful man on whom the king leaned. See, kings don't lean on just anybody. So I don't care who doesn't see the future with you that God has painted for you. I don't care who makes you feel like you're going to stay single. I don't care who makes you feel like, you know, marriages have never worked in your family. It's not going to work for you. You know what the devil is doing? is attacking your mindset. You know what happened to this man? This man was so soaked in the trouble that he couldn't hear when God spoke. See, don't be so acquainted with situations, circumstances, and bad news that you don't understand to embrace the good news that God has about your destiny. Alright, that's what you must not do. Alright, so the Lord, this guy is a Lord. The king leaned on him, said, Behold, if the Lord will make the windows of heaven, my distinct be. And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. Why did the prophet go so brutal on him? Because he didn't have faith. You can't assess your destiny in God in marriage without faith. See, it doesn't matter what God said about you. You assess it by faith. Do you know marriage is by faith? Do you know a good relationship is by faith? So when I tell people to protect what they see, when I tell people to protect the examples they come across, they don't understand. See, when people say couple goals, couple goals, couple goals, I mean, the things you desire cannot be assessed until you unleash your faith. You can't even have the marriage you desire until your faith is properly positioned. And your faith cannot be properly positioned until you keep the right picture. Because some of us are, some of us are burdened with the wrong picture. You know all about who has divorced. Especially people who follow so-called celebrities. I mean, some of these guys aren't celebrities. Celebrities wars with very, with very twisted lives. No, 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 that's not celebrity. The world may call them celebrity. They are not celebrity to us. Alright, so people have followed celebrities, let me use the word in quotes, or followed people to the point that their twisted life becomes your twisted expectation and your twisted expectation becomes your twisted reality. I need you to get that. See, don't follow people who are twisted. 
Don't follow people whose example only discourage. See, you need to wipe out some memories from yourself. Why? What you inundate yourself, which you become. The Bible says that the man thinks in his heart, so he becomes. Alright, so you need to go back to purge your mind and change your focus. So this guy was so fixed on the problem, he couldn't even imagine what God was saying. Let me tell you the truth, you are going to have a good marriage if you are single. Let me tell you the truth, your marriage will work as a married person. You know why I say this? I'm not saying this to just get you excited. I'm saying this to tell you that you need to keep your gaze on what God says, irrespective of what life, what people, what blogs, what anything, what media, what news, what anybody says. In fact, let me tell you this. You need to fix your gaze so strongly on what God says, irrespective of what your own weaknesses say. Did you hear what I just said? Even your weaknesses should bow to what God says. It's not the reverse that should be the case. What God says cannot bow to your own weakness. What God says cannot bow to your circumstance. It's your circumstance that bows to what God says. So he said, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Whether it's called ancestral curses, whether it's called uh, patterns of the bloodline or generational, any, give it whatever name you want. It bows to the word of God. The prophet said, you know what? By this time tomorrow, by this time tomorrow, absolutely. And you know, what began to happen is this guy began to cast his doubt. You know what happens? Every time there's a projection of lack of faith before God, God silences it. So if you don't want God to silence what you say, don't say rubbish about your own destiny. Because God cannot stand you saying rubbish about your destiny. He said you've been married well. He said you have a good life. He said you have a long life, satisfying life. He said you will live in peace. He said, your portion is peace. You would have a good home. See, you're not going to come out divorced. Or if you've been through in the past, he said, I'm going to settle you. Why? He said, you know, the Egyptians you, see, you saw yesterday, you won't see them again. He said, affliction shall not arise the second time. You may even say to me, oh, check my own as if I have risen three times. I said, this is the end of it. Why? I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus never came to multiply death. He didn't come to multiply issues. What did he come to do? He came to multiply life. See, God is not glorified in your suffering. God is not glorified in bad news. God is not glorified in bad things. Yeah, can persecutions come? Can trials come? Yeah, but we triumph in them. He said, yeah, in all these things, we are more than conqueror. He didn't say these things conquer us. So you need to learn to get fixated on what God is saying about your destiny, your marriage, your relationship, what God is saying. Because that's what matters. Because what God does to unbelief, he shuts it down. <laughs> God cannot accommodate unbelief. So what does he do? He shuts it down. The only thing God does to unbelief, and I'm going to give you an example from scripture. You know, when Gabriel spoke to uh, the father of John the Baptist, and he began to project unbelief, Gabriel had capacity to make him dumb. You know, for some of us, the reason why it looks like the things we speak do not come to pass is because God is silencing it. It's like, that's not what I spoke about your destiny. That's not how I designed your marriage. That's not how I designed your relationship. That thing you are saying is rubbish. I shut you up. So Gabriel looked at, the, uh, looked at Zacharias and said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of the Lord. As surely as the Lord lives. Ah. He said, you will see these things. So he silenced him. So some of us are silenced. Why? Because we are not speaking what God is speaking about us. 
Because God is in the business of silencing unbelief. He can't cooperate with it. Because unbelief thwarts his purpose. See, God doesn't just want to give you a good marriage just so that you have a good marriage. He wants to give you a good marriage, number one, so that you enjoy your life, number two, so that you will be a witness for him. Those are the two core purposes of giving you a good home. Alright, so when you are projecting all this unbelief based on your focus on blogs, bad news, gossip blogs, and all those nonsense, God is like, would you stop that nonsense? Would you come in to believe? It's possible. It's not just possible. It should be your reality. Because the starting point is your belief. The starting point is the posture of your heart. So God is so big on the posture of your heart because until he lays hold of your heart, he can't get you there. So some of us are too, I mean, some of us need to begin to repent today. We need to go online and ask ourselves, so so and so page I'm following, what's the use? Does it make sense? I mean, so and so things I read, do they make sense? So and so people I listen to, do they make sense? And when I say sense, yeah, I'm not talking about earthly sense. The Bible talks about in James, the wisdom of this world that comes to not. He says earthly sensual is devilish. I'm talking about the wisdom that comes from above. The wisdom that says it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what the circumstance of your parents' marriage was. It doesn't matter the neighborhood you came from. It doesn't matter how many persons have fallen or how many persons have failed. It doesn't even matter your own weaknesses that are threatening you. He says if you switch into me, just switch. Switch believing. Switch your faith. Switch your focus. How do you switch your faith? You switch your focus. Faith is about focus. Faith is about what you look at. This applies everywhere. It applies to healing in the body. It applies to having a good life. It, a, it applies to prosperity. It applies to, you know, it applies to everything. Just switch your focus. So relationships can work. I know you may have been the king of breaking relationships or the queen of breakups. You have had 15 of them in two years. No problem. It's time to receive sense. And sense begins from where? Switching your focus. If I switch your focus from your own past, switch your focus from your own failure. Switch your focus. See, God never deals in condemnation. God never deals in destruction. That's why John the Baptist, uh, sorry, um, um, uh, Uncle Judas, Judas made a fatal mistake. Absolutely fatal mistake. Yeah, you sold him, but he forgave you. Just the way he, he told Peter, Satan has asked to save you. But I prayed for you already. Because Jesus' response to our weakness is grace. Did you hear what I just said? It's not condemnation. Alright? He said the last day he will judge everything. But right now, what is his response? He said, come into belief. Come into belief. But you don't know what you're saying. I have anger problem. If my husband doesn't speak one before I speak ten, come into belief. You know your beginning point? Your marriage can work. I can let go of this anger. I can be a better person. It's possible. Grace can take me out of it. You say, actually, you don't understand. You don't understand. I've never been a good man to my wife. Oh, it begins today. He didn't say tomorrow is the day of salvation. He said today is the day. So it doesn't matter where this message meets you. What God says is the kickstarting point of the rest of your destiny. But you can actualize it until you get in faith. Faith is the starting point. Faith is the starting point. So the prophet Elisha said, this time tomorrow. And this Mr. Man thought that he had so much power because the king leaned on him and he declared that it's not possible. And now, see, a lot of times our unbelief is an affront on God. 
a massive affront on Jehovah. So this guy went as far as saying, even if God opens the windows of heaven. So what did he say in essence? He said, see, you know some of us, the posture of our heart towards God is, even if God comes down, I cannot succeed in marriage again. Wow, what an affront. Some of us, because of broken relationships, we have come to the point of saying, even if, even if God himself dates me, we will still break up. <laughs> yeah, that. That's what this man was saying. He said, even if God opens the windows of heaven, in, in essence, he said, even God is limited to fix this. That's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Your life won't stop where you are. You won't fail. That's not the end of you. I really don't care what you've been through. We have all been through stuff. Satan has thrown and projected all manner of stuff at all of us. Satan has hit us so hard, all of us. But you know what? When God begins to speak, the possibilities open up. So what happens here is the prophet said something so remarkable. As I begin to bring this so close. Alright? So uh, the prophet said, you will see this with your eyes, but you're not going to experience it. Now let me tell you the crux of the matter. This is where I get excited. Ha! In verse 3, he says, And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. This is when I pull back, I wish I could stand and dance. He said there were four leprous men. So that when God got set to move things around, to fulfill the prophecy, he didn't go for the able-bodied guy. The Bible did not say there were four bodybuilders at the gate. The Bible did not say that there were four macho men at the gate. The Bible did not say there were four priests at the gate. The Bible did not say there were four Levites at the gate. The Bible did not say there were four great men at the gate. The Bible said there were four leprous men at the gate. How can God give a mighty word that will be fulfilled by leprous men? Have you ever, ever thought about it? How can God bring a great marriage from you, who was called bastard? How can God bring a great marriage from you, who have been through 10 relationships? How can God bring a great marriage from you, who's not a virgin? How can God bring a great marriage from you, who feels you cannot be faithful? How can God bring a great marriage from you, who feels, you know what, I have anger issues? How can God bring a great marriage from you? Let me tell you where it begins. Because this leprous guy is cooperated with the word. You need to begin to cooperate with the word. Take your eyes off your own circumstances. Take your eyes off the circumstances that tell you the dream is not possible. Because it's not just possible, it is real and will come to pass in your life. That's the word of God. And what does he say? In verse 3, And there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here and die? Why sit we here and die? See, the moment you refuse to embrace the dysfunction, the crisis, and what the devil is throwing at you, you are ready to embrace the destiny that God got for you. I'm from a broken home. I've had four mothers in my life. But you know what? Why sit we here and die? That's not my reality. That's just my history. And like T.D. Jake said, my history 
It's not my destiny. Have you ever heard that? So I need to cooperate with the word of God. So I needed to come to terms with the fact that God is taking me. God has brought me and is still taking me to a place that I don't look like if I put where I'm coming from. All right, so they say, why seek we have died? He said, if, uh, if we say we will enter into the city, then the farmer is in the city. And, if we, uh, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we will also die. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. In fact, what these guys were saying was that the only possibility of living is to go forward. <laughs> So some people are listening to me who are so heartbroken. They don't want to try relationships again. Really? That means you want to sit there and die. Some people are so heartbroken. They're like, actually, you don't understand what I've been through in my life. I know what you've been through in your life. Why sit we here and die? Why do you want to sit there and die? It's a move forward. Let's go in onto the Assyrians. Whoa. Whoa. Go forward. Go for it again. You can love again. You can make that home work. And just in case it's working, you can make it work better. Absolutely, you can make it work better. You can have a better life. Why it works? I'm telling you. So it's not just believing in the heart, you begin to take steps. And you know the rest of the story. These were the guys who marched into the camp of the Assyrians, and the Lord God amplified their steps. And the Assyrians thought that Israel had hired an army overrun them and they ran. And you know what these guys did? First of all, they had sustenance. They became rich. They fed themselves and called the city. And the man on whom the king leaned, the connected one, the powerful one, saw it but died in the process. See, if you would attain if you would attain to the marriage, to the relationship to start with, that God has called you to, you first of all need to believe in your heart that what he said about you is true. He said two are better than one. Your two will not be worse than one. He said, see, he said for this cautious man, leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one. You will not be a disjointed marriage. He talks about husbands loving their wives as Christ loved the church. That's your experience. Talks about the wife submitting to her own husband. See, let me say this to you. You need to go into the word of God and believe the best of the word of God will be your reality. You need to go into the word of God regarding relationship and marriage and believe it. Because the problem with a lot of us is that we doubt everything God has said and believe everything man has experienced. You need to come to that point. That's what I stopped by to tell you this afternoon. It's not just possible. It's yours for the taking. First of all, believe. Then act on your belief. God's intention for you is the best. God has plans for you. Let's just give God praise this afternoon. I just sense we just pray a little. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wherever you are joining from, just pray this afternoon. We give you praise, we give you glory. Basanta Lalaga Suta Baratale. Oh Ripagazita Bratusaka Barada. Can you just declare where you are? Lord, I receive these things not just as possible but as true. Ribadusaka. That your thoughts for me are thoughts of good 
not just not of evil, but to give me an expected end. Rika basule brandeka sala, brother. Afranda la dosila, brother. Katula brother gadeya shata. Era basita landa riata, brother. Suta brother kenata. Ozi brother kala brother kababa baba baba ba. Reboto sotele brother gaba. Reka sute brother kenata brother. Kasule brother gadeya. Oh la brother gaba. Lega brother suta la darana katala. Oh zebra doga baba suta laga do zebra doga baba oretele cobro dolaga daga zita brada kasantala oh zebra doga baba suta la dara do katala oh thank you lord jesus maraga bakasa libroto izegra badagara declare with your mouth what the lord has said concerning you riba baba baba kosuda gaba declare this afternoon riba baba baba bazikatala I'm excelling in marriage. My lay brother. My life is walking. My life is walking. My life is walking. My life is walking. I will not fail. I will not fail. I will excel. I will excel according to the will of the Lord. Ribo Sita Barada. Kasita Bar. This is the will of the Lord concerning me. Mazagara. I'm preserved. Mine is preserved. Rebo Shuka la Braba Zika, we are an example upon the earth. Libro do Shuta la Kaba. Oh, Zala Baraka Shuta Lama. Ibra la Baba. Reba Baba Baba. Zusa la Bradosa. Declare, we are an example upon the earth. Our lives will excel. Bareka Zura. Meza Rabadaba. We are rising above even our weaknesses. We are doing well. We are doing greatly. We are being an example. We are being an example. Riba Baba, our lives will bring forth fruit to the praise of His glory. Rika Satalia, Ramakasa Talia, Bratisa Talia, Ropega Gazatala Baba, Sitala Darebaba, will be perfect representations of Jehovah. Oh, Rakasa Talia, Mazatala Barakasita Baradoko Sotala. Oh, Zara Baba Rakasita Ladiatama. Rika Zatale Rata Sotalida Mandara Baba 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 Grace Receive Grace Receive Grace Grace is what makes us fulfill anything the Lord has called us to Declare that you have grace to be Grace to be Grace to be Grace to be the dream 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 Grace to attain the will of the Lord concerning you Grace in the name of Jesus Grace to attain Grace to attain, grace to be, grace to attain in the name of Jesus. Grace to attain, grace to attain, grace to be, grace to be, grace to attain. Masala, Ivradoshita Labara. Grace to be, grace to be, grace to be, grace to attain in the name of Jesus. 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 Grace to be, grace to attain in the name of Jesus. Grace to be, grace to attain in the name of Jesus. Grace to attain to be in the name of Jesus. Grace to attain to be in the name of Jesus. Grace to attain it to be in the name of Jesus. Grace to attain it to be in the name of Jesus. Grace to attain it and to be in the name of Jesus. Rabba do shetala brato sataba repatsotobra. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm excited you were able to join this um, afternoon slash evening. Um, there's grace for us to be these things. There's grace for us to 
attain these things. And I will celebrate with you all the days of your life. And, and we'll be brothers and sisters who have testimony unto the glory of the Lord. And we'll all say, you know what? God raised us up as examples for him. And be examples to the nations of the earth. I'm glad for everybody I saw join. I even saw my mama from South Africa, uh, Mommy Mazabani, join at the point. Uh, we love you so much, Mommy. Love you so much, all our friends. Uh, my friend Elisha Maman. And all our great friends uh, who are here with us. Um, I, I saw some comments and... Thank you for joining in this moment and for praying also along with us. Uh, we, we just love you. We love you all. Yes, you would testify. We would all testify to the goodness of our Lord. So enjoy your evening. And yes, uh, Jesus is Lord.